Hello and welcome to the Dose of Truth podcast. Eloise Ansel here with Terry Ann Nikidas. Hello, Terry Ann. Hey, Eloise. How's it going? Hello. Can we hear you? Oh, can you not hear me? Oh, no, you went quite. You can you hear me now? Oh, you can hear you now. <laughs> okay, great. Good. <laughs> ah, so we were chatting before we began. Um, we were deciding that we talk about responsibility today or our ability to respond. Right, not the not the connotations for responsibility, though we, we might have to go through those, right? Yeah. Because we all have a ton of connotations that um, are not actually the meaning of responsibility, like burden, um, guilt. Some people think respon- if I'm responsible, that means I'm guilty, which goes, you know, straight to the idea that we blame someone, but it's it's not that at all. Um, responsibility is the ability to respond in the moment we're unable to respond um, yeah a whole slew of stuff occurs yeah. right um, one of the things we're bringing up is is that a lot of people will let's say you say well you didn't do this the way I need it could you please go and correct it and they get upset um, that they have to correct it and right away the excuse comes up uh, but I did my best. Or, classic. Or, or parents. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. And and how how often responsibility is placed on the shoulders of children, and yet the moment a child, let's say as they they age, they'll say, "Hey, you know, mom and dad, what was going on then? What you know." Why didn't you take responsibility for this or figure out how to help me out in that, like different topics? And the parent will say, well, I did my mm. best. And, and yet these two, two paradoxical ideas live together, right? The child's supposed to grow up, be responsible, um, not make mistakes. And yet the parent can rely on this crazy, insane excuse. I did my best. Mm. Like, who cares if you did your best? That's not what we're talking about. So the same as somebody who, who does something, uh, let's say they're working for you, it's an employee, and you say, hey, you know, um, this didn't work out. Can you readjust this or that? And they get, they get all upset because, you know, perfection seems to be the ideal mm. that people have. And right away they turn around and, I did my best. I did my best. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah, matter. You've got to learn whether you did your best. Do what you're supposed to do. Take responsibility. And it's, Exactly. And it's rather degrading to oneself to say I did my best, yet it was wrong. Yeah. Like, what what are people actually trying to do in that case? You know, you yeah. say, I did my best. Yeah, it's just kind it's, of it's justifying, just... really, isn't it? It's like an excuse it, it for is. everything. So I'm shirking responsibility for the fact that I didn't do what I should have done, in quotes. Or even if you didn't know how to do it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, because we you, you to... did what you did what. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can do what you thought was required. Yeah. Right? We do this all the time. I mean, it, 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 you're you're living life. You're doing what you um, perceive as required, and someone says, "Hey, you know, that's not. Um, you're not doing that right, or you could do this better, or you know, kind of natural, responsible." Uh, response would be hey can you show me how 
hey, that's really cool. Oh my God, what a great idea. Um, you know, sort of engaging with the individual who's showing you an error. You know, this is good criticism, yeah. not not criticism where you're like like a parent who could say, I did my best, but it's so degrading to the child who's asking the question. Right? If, if a child asks a question about, you know, why did this go on? And the parent says, well, I didn't know any better. Yeah, but you do now or don't you? Are you still saying you don't know any better? Are you still saying we can't have a conversation or a discussion? Are you still, you know, resentful, malevolent and pretending that doesn't uh, doesn't have any part in this? Mm. Right. You're, you know, so, so some parents, you know, they say, well, I didn't mean to have so many kids or I got pregnant by accident. <laughs> really? How did really? That really? You got pregnant by I accident. I had 20 children. Oh, exactly. I didn't notice it happening. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what did you fall on his <laughs> genitals? Like, is that what happened? You know, or or what? Like a man who doesn't want to have a child, you protect yourself. The woman who doesn't want to have a child, protect yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's simple as you don't run around saying, well, you know, it was an accident. Yeah, you could call all of life an accident then. But did you make the same? What, what fascinates me is when a parent has a different expectation for the child than they do for themselves. Mm. Right? Yeah. The child's supposed to figure it out. The child's not supposed to negotiate. The child's not supposed to complain. The child who has no clue about life we're talking about the really yeah. young kids like you know all, all the way to 10 years old they have no clue about life and yet they're left to their own their own devices you know to figure things out and the parents not standing up to the plate and saying okay what are ways i can best deal with with my child you know what are the best ways i can communicate with my child instead there's this this sense of here is my um, view of the world and the child better fit in mm. you know and if only my kid had been responsible for themselves then it would be okay as though you as though a child listens to what you say they follow what you yeah. do they, they may rebel against it yeah right so, so you could have an ir- a terribly irresponsible parent and the child becomes extremely responsible yeah. of course that that can happen but oftentimes, even the child might be very responsible for things like bills and, you know, jobs and getting life together and responsible to their children. But they may not ultimately be responsible to themselves. We were, you know, one of the things that I always find difficult are when, when people laugh at their own mm. pain. Right. So laughing at one's pain is irresponsible, yeah. isn't it? All right. So someone could say, well, you know, their whole life is is going well except every time some pain comes up, they laugh at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a total negligence of that part of themselves, isn't yeah. it? Well, I'm guilty of it. I used yeah. to do, do it often. I just laugh it away, just laugh it away, as though, you know, the laughter was going to take it care of it. Now, now it's just, no. Go ahead. Sorry. So is it like the as if the laughter is going to take away the pain? Yeah. Instead of really realizing it's, I'm not going to be responsible, empathetic, compassionate, or gentle towards my pain. I'm going to laugh it so it goes back mm. down, and I won't need to expose it. 
right? Because oftentimes just exposure of pain will also expose the parents, won't it? Yes, if, if that's what it's in terms of. Yes. If it, well, and yeah, often, often it is, it right? That's where our, that, our relationship first. Yeah, yep. that's where our relationships begin and they continue. You can, you can extrapolate the relationship you've had with your parents and extrapolate it and, you know, how you deal with work. Uh, you know, and if you're rebellious and you're saying, I'm not going to do what my parents did, that might take you a step further, but it doesn't mean the pain is gone if you haven't actually done your own self, self-inquiry and been able to say, okay, I can look at my own pain and care for it and um, nurture myself in ways I wasn't nurtured. That's ultimately one of the primary values of that responsibility is one of the primary values and being responsible to yourself is going to actually ultimately be responsible to everyone right so just like uh, to quote jordan peterson before you start going to clean up someone else's life clean up your own damn mess right yeah clean up your own clean up your own room clean up your own life before you start giving advice Mm -hmm. to others it's so arrogant and irresponsible to say i know what's good for you but I haven't sorted my stuff out. I haven't sorted one's own yeah. stuff out. And I'm not I'm not saying that you have to sort everything out, but the more you're sorting... You don't sorting, have to wait until enlightenment. <laughs> no, you don't need to, but you've got to sort something out before you start walking around telling other people how to live yeah. their lives. And people are filled with ideas on how mm. to live your life, right? I always used to find this interesting. When I was a life coach, I always was fascinated by life coaches who didn't have a life coach. And because in my head, I'm like, well, if you're selling a service, surely you value that service enough for you to be paying for it. Does that make sense? And then when I look at therapists, when I moved into therapy, I'm like, but you're not getting therapy. You've got to look at your own stuff to be able to be there for other people. And it's you look at some people who are, you know, if I go networking, sometimes I'll meet people and I'm like, wow, how are you of service to anyone else with such a mess? Right. It it happens more often than I like to even think how terrible it is for so many people who are a complete wreck, not sorting it out avoiding the very thing they need to look at and yet going off and uh, teaching. It's not that you shouldn't no, do it. No, there's always right? someone that, that you can help teach and you're always in a place further along than someone. But, but it is, it's irresponsible to, to take yourself into a role where you, you're not at least getting a handle on something in your life. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Right. It's, it's a good, um, it's a good answer to, let's say someone has a question, like a a therapist has a question, why isn't my practice working out? Why aren't people healing? Well, it's, it's a great, a great answer. Well, you haven't done your own work. Not not that you shouldn't do it because they say, you know, people teach 
what they don't know. Right? Yes, you always see, I always think you, you teach know? what you have a problem with. Teach what you have a problem with. You teach with, with what you need yeah. to know. Right, mm-hmm. you need to understand. I mean, I've been doing <laughs> all kinds of work for years, and I still, even our discussion right now is a constant discovery of, you know, how to explain um, or to verbalize what I think about responsibility or what I think about compassion or gentleness. It's it's a constant reiteration, but in different words of of exactly what we're experiencing mm. right so we we it's articulating we the this... journey isn't it articulating the journey i i articulating the journey would be different articulating exactly what responsibility oh, okay. is yeah, i was th- going kind of higher but yes talking about yeah yeah, yeah what exactly is is responsibility that's that's hard for many people to discern mm. and the the abnegation of responsibility occurs in a nanosecond we can you know with all the whatever ten thousand hours at minimum of you know talking to people they can go from um you know blaming someone in a deep way and victimizing themselves and two seconds later saying i'm fully responsible for myself Mm. and and it just you know just listening to i mean years and years of listening to the the paradoxes of the mind right the mind likes to to spew off every single problem and yet the the action the pragmatic action that's required to take care of the problem um isn't met so, for example, you know, I let's say someone says, um, I'm having a hard time sleeping and I'm working a lot. I'm highly agitated. Um, there's a lot of, let's say, noise around. Um, and you say, OK, well, first of all, noise is going to, um, let's say, disrupt your nervous system and then you're not going to be able to sleep and it's it's going to make your life more difficult Uh, so take care of your nervous system oh yeah but but let me tell you all the stories i have about Mm. money so so then then you say okay so you can't go out to get let's say something to block your ears then be creative take five pairs of pants and wrap it around your head i mean do something yeah do something to take care of your nervous system. But people just have this limited capacity to imagine what's possible. And usually because they've got some unseen wound that is, is keeping them in the same old sort of context. Right. So, you know, the the easiest thing is to say, well, how do I take responsibility for this right now? You know, it's so easy to jump into. Yeah. yeah, So easy to, Or my favorite is, I've tried everything. Oh, yeah. I love it when you know, people tried... say that to me. And I'm like, well, you haven't had a session with me. <laughs> you know, oh, there I'm you like, go. Have you really tried everything? No. The, yeah. the, the, the example and... is a random example running through my brain. <laughs> I'm going to share this. Like, I was uncomfortable in bed. So I bought a new pillow. 
and that didn't work. So I bought a new pillow and I kept buying pillows until I found the perfect pillow to sleep on so I can have a blissful night's sleep. And I look back at that and I'm like, some people would have bought two and then given up. Or maybe not even bought one and just put up with their lumpy pillow. Yeah, sure, because they'll have an excuse. I can't buy that pillow. I don't have the money. I don't have the time. I don't have to. So, so again, it's, it's really the, the dismissal of one's oneself yeah because like for me sleep is really important you've got to be comfortable it's a basic necessity it's the basics of taking responsibility for yourself yeah it could be for anything yeah yeah i'm just using it as an example but yeah yeah it could be anything that you know there are ways to figure things out get your imagination going and figure out what are better ways to to live your life and if your imagination is not working mm. then you know go go around and ask your friends yeah. you know you don't even have to spend money doing this you can ask your friends give me an idea yeah. but if you notice that the first thing you say is oh i tried that and i did this and mm. you'll know you're you're just you're not lying. willing you're it's lying a, yeah yeah. yeah, you're not willing to take responsibility. And also, the, the, one that's one thing, but if we get more complex, the, the mind defends us from seeing what the identity is. We, we're so glued to the identity, yeah. right? So let's say you have a parent who was completely unsuccessful at raising their children. They were negligent. What was more important was the job. What was more important was, you know, and, you know, the grows up and says, well, my childhood was difficult. My childhood didn't give me the tools I needed. And the parent says, well, I did Mm -hmm. my best. And you don't know how rough it was for me. It was so hard. Do you know how many kids I had? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's just, you can almost you know, want to regurgitate at how horrible such um, excuses mm-hmm. are in face of a child who was right there, saw the whole thing and had no choice. You brought them yeah. into the world. You didn't take responsibility for bringing them into the world. Once once you did it, it was your yeah. turn. It was times I used to, to say to my parents, I never asked to be born. <laughs> Trying to like stuff and it's like well I didn't ask to be born I don't think <laughs> you you chose to have me and the minute they chose to have you they had to take mm. responsibility for you I mean because because a child you know if you could get up my favorite get up when you're in that crib get your suitcase together and go off and get a job uh, that would be fine but the child can't so you know the irresponsibility of a parent it's not that you're laying blame, but to to support your child. If you ever come to the conclusion that you can actually support your child, you might sit back and take responsibility. And and even for one little iota, you know, unburden your child. Of course, we as children, because all of us were children, mm. we can do it for ourselves. You know, you don't need your parents around to do it. It would be nice if they did. Yeah. It would be lovely, 
but we can do it for ourselves, which means everyone can do it for themselves. I mean, that's a responsible act is to take responsibility for everything in your life, every single thing. And, and the, you know, things that happen to you still take responsibility for no matter how terrible they are. So how do we do that? Well, if you have anything that you haven't taken responsibility for, you earnestly and honestly mm. mean it. You know, it's a rough subject, but yeah. I was gang raped, drugged and gang raped. And the most freeing moment of my life was taking responsibility for every moment yeah. that occurred beforehand. You know, that I didn't listen to my intuition, that I thought I was not nice. I had to take responsibility deeply for being nice. For, uh, you know, one of the topics that I find so difficult is when people say I shouldn't be judgmental. And I know they mean not judging others, but sometimes you must listen to the judgment. And that was one of the things I did as I didn't listen to my judgment, to my discernment that said, hey, this person might be bad. I went, oh, no, you're terrible. So I made a judgment that I was terrible for yeah. saying such a thing about someone. And not trusting how you and, felt and, deep down. And, and trusting that yeah. it's better to be nice to people, it's better to be kind to people. And, of course, you know, in those days, I had no clue yes. you could get yeah. drugged. I didn't even know. Yep. You, you know, but it, 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 I took responsibility mm. for not knowing. I took responsibility for every single detail, which finally freed me. I don't cry about this. I don't have a tear to shed. Nothing. It's They've all been shed. And it's clear that I would never, uh, well, I take responsibility for what I sense, think, feel. And yeah. if I'm wrong, that's fine. You know, that's fine if I'm wrong about someone. But I'm going to trust that someone might be malevolent more than I'm going to trust that I should yes, be nice absolutely. to people. Absolutely, right? I, I have an incident, well, not incident of this, but there's someone I know and suddenly something shifted with him. And I'm like, I do not want to be around that person at all. And I, right. I say this to my girlfriends because I'm like, if, you know, if anything, you know, just to explain the situation they're like oh but he's so nice and he's never funny with me and I'm like doesn't matter <laughs> it's just like I'm like there is something there and I do not want to go down that road and it, well it's also fascinating you know being intuitives and this idea to, to me I have two views on yeah people. I'm going to treat I'm polite. Yeah. I'm going to be kind to people and I'm going to treat them well, which is very different yes. than I have yes. to be I'm not nice going no to matter go what. out of my way to be That's rude very to different. People. So, so of course, I'm going to be yeah. nice. No, no. We're, you know, there's, there's general, genuinely people who I try to be nice, mm. but it doesn't mean I'm not going to have integrity. Though, um, you said that to your friends, and I used to say it to my friends, you know, knowing um, that something was missed. And I was often told, you know, don't be critical of people. Don't say those things. And, you know, it never happened 
uh, early, but over years, you know, I, I trust, I trust so much my yeah. intuition, especially after the gang rape. I trusted my intuition so much that I would sit there and go, they're going to figure it out in years. I don't, I don't necessarily need to, you know, beat a dead horse. I can say, I can be integrous yeah. and not partake in the company of certain people. And of course, you know, even a decade or two decades later, you know, you'll get the phone call or, the, that yeah. <laughs> or the view. Hey, you know, you were absolutely right about this. Person. You know, and that's, that's, that's all you need to have is integrity and your actions will, you know, if you, if you've got a bunch of friends and a new one comes in and you're all accepting, mm. which I did in my, my youth, you know, accepted whoever came in and they were extremely mm. disruptive and whatever, yeah. but inside of me like, no, nah, but I shouldn't say anything. I shouldn't be unkind. I shouldn't be, no, no, I should talk nicely. And, yeah. you know, and it, it would turn out rather uh, badly. So, um, yeah, it's just being, having integrity with what you feel. And you could watch, you know, and just see, mm. watch and see what, what unfolds. Yeah, absolutely. You know? It's, but Does it's that make so, sense? Kinda... You know, I've been in situations where the alarm Is... bells are rung and I have ignored it. And then it always comes back to haunt you if months, if not years later. And you're like, oh, why didn't I listen to myself? That's probably why I teach intuition stuff. Because <laughs> it's the, you know, we always teach what we got problems with. But, <laughs> you know, it's taking responsibility of noticing how we feel in, in the world and being willing to put boundaries in play. Yeah, and that, that's, a, and that's a difficult one yes. because most people think thoughts are feelings. Right. This this is a huge, huge problem. You know, there's so much about I feel, I feel, I feel. And then no. the next word is I feel insulted. Insulted is not a feeling. The thought. I feel attacked. That's not a feeling. It's a thought. So is it actually mm. occurring or do you yeah. feel as though you're being attacked? Right. And what what is the feeling associated with it? So, so you're obviously interpreting a situation which may or may not be valid, you know, because you, you can have a coffee clutch with a friend and one person says, I've, I've seen this many times, you know, I'll be sitting next to sitting with someone and that someone will come and sit at another table and they'll say, oh, I feel that person is really aggressive. And I, I tune in and I go, no. But I definitely yes. feel the person who said it is aggressive. So now you're, I'm not going to have an argument about this, but definitely see that, you no, know, maybe it's delusional. So you might say out loud, well, no, I don't feel any aggression. And, and then the justification, mm. I'm way more intuitive than you, they might say. I'll be like, okay, that's fine. Right. But yes. until they have a, a problem that they want to deal with. But you hear it all the time. Right, because the, the, the mind gets so involved. I feel they're aggressive. No, you feel what? When this person walked by, yeah. you feel contracted. And that contraction might go out. That's a feeling, is contraction, tension. So now your tension is talking to you. 
So what is it? Is it actually that this person no. is, is aggressive? You don't know. Don't actually know. You don't know if they're aggressive or not. You know, it's, it's your feeling inside that says, this is what I need to do for myself. But the moment you go into a thought pattern, instead of a decision, you're making some judgment that may or may not be real. So let's say this person who, who drugged me, um, let's say I had just said, okay, I feel attention and then listen to the mm -hmm. tension and just listen to what I need to do. So if the tension was there, it's like, well, I think I'll go take care of my tension and yeah. see what happens. And I might've walked away and gone, oh, the tension is gone. Don't know what it is. And then go, okay, I don't know what that was. I have no clue, but, but, but most people start turning around and putting it on the other person instead of, no, this is happening to you. It's happening to you. There's, there's no need to, we, we need becauses, right? The mind needs to get involved. Then justify. you have a because and a reason, and then you have to sit around and justify it instead mm -hmm. of why just take care of yourself. You feel a contraction. You don't need to spew all your stuff on others. Just feel the contraction go, what is the best thing I can do for myself while I'm contracted? Right. Cause we tend to, you know, say, well, this is what's wrong. And that usually doesn't result very well. You know, when I was really young, I would say to people, oh, my God, this person is not okay, or that person, you better be careful. And, and you know, was, I was too young to know that that's not going to work. But eventually, you know, people would argue with me. And then years later, they'd say, you know, you're always right. You're always right about everything. And no. after a while, I, was yeah. like, I don't need to tell anyone this. I don't need, I don't need to share any of it. This is my my experience. It's my own experience. I don't need to share the experience. I just need mm -hmm. to take care of myself while I'm going through it. And if they come to me for help yeah. or understanding or whatever they need, that's fine. Yeah, telling everyone. But I don't need to be Cassandra. That's how I felt was like Cassandra running around like a lunatic, you know, and, and constantly stressed by my own intuition and wanting to tell everyone. Instead it's no, I don't need to. That that's when someone clearly asks the question. You don't need to defend yourself. You don't need to. And that, there's also a modicum of, of um, yeah, a modicum of danger in, in giving all yeah. of your intuitions. They may or may not be true. Yeah. But they are certainly true for you. So deal with it. Take care of it. Take, be responsible for your contraction. But it's it seems to me it's irresponsible to just... And I have to take responsibility for many of these to really get this straight for myself was, you know, originally I thought, oh, I have to tell people and that's the responsible action. And then I learned, oh, why does this end up in a mess? Well, because it's not responsible. What's responsible is I feel a contraction, a tension. Now sit and listen and figure mm -hmm. out what you need, mm -hmm. need to do so you won't feel tense, let's say. So once I learned to do that, I realized, no, I don't need to tell anyone. Everyone's, I'm responsible for myself. So let's say people are hanging around with a group of, you know, people who cause tension in me. I have tension, yeah. go and take care of it. If some people follow, right? People have asked, why are you leaving? Yeah. Well, I have something I'd like to do better. I have oh. something else I'd like to mm. do. You want to come? Come. You don't want to come? Don't come. You know, that's up to you. And they, they can they can figure out for themselves. 
and we're not talking about absolutely knowing something's yeah. bad versus intuiting or this tension, right? They're very different. Um, they're very different things. I mean, if you know someone is, you know, a robber and someone's going to go, I, I would tell them, well, he's a known robber. So just watch out if that's what you want to do. But if I'm intuiting something, mm. um, I don't necessarily tell anyone unless they ask me. I have a lot of people who, who say, well, Terri-Ann, I, I want to hear your intuition on this. And I'll tell them. And usually they're they're going to take it or leave it. They can, they'll respect yeah. it. But you have yeah, to respect absolutely. your own intuition as well, right? You know, just, just taking your intuitions and your sensitivities and your contractions in the body and just no. spewing it out on the world is not very respectful to anyone. And usually, I don't know about you, but does it usually end in some kind of difficulty when you when you just spew it out but if i ever do people always like normally argue it down and then it's like and it's like what's the point yeah that's what i mean (laughs) yeah well that's what that's what i mean is you might not it's yeah it's figuring out what you need to be responsible for Right. So once you once you clarify, once you're responsible for the contraction in your body um, Mm. and you you take the action, it changes everything. Right. So let's say I'm with a group of people and my intuition says, oh, somebody's just come in that I don't that that I notice I feel tension. I might say, well, I'm going off here and, you know, people may stay there. And then a lot of people say, I, I want to be, I want to be with you. Um, and they might ask why and say, well, I all of a sudden feel tension. You know, they might, they might say, well, why do you feel tension? I don't know. Uh, since mm-hmm. this changed, I feel tension. So I want to go take care of it, you know, and, and not really suppose what it could possibly be, even though people like you and I actually are quite good at assessing through our intuition no. that's not an easy conversation to have with the general <laughs> yeah, public hello. even though we're doing it on anchor but you know well you know it's it, you can look at all kinds of science i listen to so many scientific guys they'd say where you know our intuition is um you no, know it's it, you can't prove it you, you can't it takes too long it just takes too long you might have an intuition about someone and you don't know exactly why, and you don't know what the probabilities are, or the 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 permutations that yes, are possible. Exactly. And it could only be with your energy. Right. It might not happen with someone else. So you you can't you can't um, prove all of this. Though in your personal life, you have tons of proof, right? But that's not a scientific study of what's going on. And and you know I. I I'm troubled by this many times because there are a lot of people who, who say they're intuitive. Um, and yes, it, it not necessarily. So it's, it's just not necessarily. So sometimes it's just, you know, paranoia or, or it's or an excuse illusion for what or delusion or. Well, that comes up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, and an excuse for not taking action. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Exactly. So it's it's a, such a difficult subject intuition because people use it. 
I find people often use it as a badge of, you know, I'm extremely intuitive, so well, I know what's going on. No, you don't necessarily know what's going on. All we know is our intuition speaks to us in a certain way, and that primary way she speaks is through a contraction. Mm-hmm. And it's usually a forceful contraction. From there on, the interpretation of it, well, that, that requires um, a lot of study. Well, it requires, um, well, the uh, thing that Eloise well, does, uh, do you mind if I talk about it? No, El- Eloise is teaching Mindscape. Sorry, um, and you're doing it next weekend, I think? I'm, I'm teaching you, this weekend. Are you teaching next weekend? <laughs> yeah. You're teaching this so. weekend in London. So if anybody wants to go off to Mindscape uh, with Eloise, which is a great way of, you know, learning about what certain, you know, contractions are and then yeah. how to uh, train your mind it's, to it's see it clearly and to interpretations. Convert. So, you know, over time, we're working with the intuition. You learn, oh, if that happens, then that means this. Because it doesn't work in a logical way. It's hilarious. It, it, it doesn't work in a logical no, you way. Need you to can't guarantee so you an outcome. There is no formula. Learn how to intuit your intuition, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, or to, to treat intuition. It doesn't mean you're necessarily yeah. paying on, but at least you're getting closer. And you, you kind of still have to see mm-hmm. the outcome of things. Right. Yeah. Does that make sense? Right. So, you know, Eloise and I both do healing. I mean, we're, we're intuiting a ton of different connections and uh, bringing them to the surface, but it doesn't mean I've said it perfectly well, nor does it mean every connection we've made is going to be exactly the one we need. At least we, we, um, we could be approximating, we could be exact, we can be precise, but all of it is is connecting everything up so that the person actually mm. has a healing. Yeah. Right? Yes. <laughs> Does that, did I say that okay? Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's yeah. like, we can't be 100% accurate because there's always going to be filters with the intuition and and with seeing things and it's that learning and noticing where our blind spots are and taking responsibility for that as well yeah yeah we're back at the beginning where we were saying that you know you um you have to be doing work with yourself without that work um you could be yeah. going through a Maybe. ton of filters that you know in some instances could mm. cause bad mm-hmm. outcomes in your life right so i i get a lot of people still because i've been kind of healing in quotes for 10 years now and people come up to me and they go oh you must still be mirroring all your clients and i'm like no like you go I, People go through phases where you get clients come in with a certain issue and then you have to reflect and look at where that issue is in your life. But there does come a point where you don't get that happening all the time. 
No, and and yeah. Yeah, so is yeah, it like you like you have to be doing the work to take responsibility for doing your healing so that you could I don't know, so that you're more of a so that you can look at all aspects of a person. Yeah, that's a that's a good way to put it. Yeah, that you're looking and not at being everything filtered and down on filtered the, out. Oh, you know. Oh, that's interesting. I've got some brain problems as well. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. just seems way yeah, too simplistic. Yeah, that's th- th- this mirroring idea is strange too because the mirror reverses your your face, right? So you look at the mirror, everything's reversed. So. Uh, you know, it, it just creates more complexity. I always think of two mirrors mm. looking at each other and you see infinite mirrors. Once you've got that infinite going on, well, it's infinite. So, okay, you could be mirroring your clients, all right? Or maybe it's a reflection yeah. of the entire verse. I mean, w- w- what are we talking about? These are, um, th- this is too too complex to even sit down and say, well, what we like these. This is interesting, right? We we like we like these, you know, snippets, these aphoristic statements, or these uh, um, things we pay lip service to when we don't think through. Hence, why I love doing the podcast. So we're, you know, we're yeah. fleshing things out. So, uh, what does a person mean by mirroring? Oh yeah, right. So you can ask that first and find out what do you what do you mean by mirroring? What exactly do you mean? Right. It- Know. most people yeah. don't don't know what it means and when you really really look at it and you think about these mirrors looking at each other mm-hmm. it's it's the infinite it goes on and on so so yes. are you projecting are you looking through your filters are you seeing some of it clearly so, sometimes you have no filter whatsoever and you see oh, it so yeah. clearly I, you know i love those moments somebody comes in I can see yep. exactly what's going on. And every time I try to touch that part, not physically, but energetically or through words, try to touch that part, you, you see this, this flare go up and SOS and all these excuses and justifications. So the very thing that the person they needs won't. to look directly at, they will do, they yeah. will, they'll do everything to avoid it, right? See, and they'll they'll keep going yeah but yeah but and going around and say well this is it this is the session you know I remember when I went to um, this uh, this channeler he was uh, he lives on a mountain somewhere I don't know where he is now but you know in those days you know it was really expensive I think it was like you know 250 US dollars for a maximum of half an hour right why don't you spend um, his money you know, on, like, wow, lived on a mountain? Huge. And I was on a... <laughs> yeah, sorry. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Electricity. <laughs> so so then, then the next thing that, that would occur was that... Sorry, I, I lost my train of thought. He was... Yeah. Oh, right. You had a maximum of half an hour. And it was a two-year wow. waiting list. I, I, It could have been longer than that. It might have been more... Um, but I think I waited two, three years to to finally I get a I get an email. Uh, yes, and the, my email sorry. had even changed in the time 
And I just about missed the session. For some reason, I went and checked this old email. I guess it was just the time. And there was like, your session is in one week. And I was like, oh, my God. So I called called them up immediately and said, please, please keep me on, keep me on. And uh, here I get the session. Um, He said everything he needed to say in the first five seconds. And all he said to me was, do you know the difference between self-serving and being in service to self. And it was it was one of the most profound statements I had heard. And I, I spent, you know, years figuring out how to be in service to self. I think I've only just yeah. figured it out in the last cool. year, which is like 25 years later, right? 25 years l- later, really figuring out how to be in service to self, which is what we're talking about. You feel a contraction. Mm. You're in service to self. You listen to your mind. You're not in service mm. to self. Yeah. Right, because mind is going to ramble on about whatever it. Exactly. Exactly. So I think before we go Mm. off on to too many more topics, we'll end there for today. We've we've done a nice little rounding circles piece today for responsibility. Round. (laughs) A nice, a nice circle. Responsibility for having a good session. All right, my darling. Well. (laughs) Okay. And everyone have a lovely week till next week. And uh, please comment, share, and like our videos. We're doing this work, uh, you know, gratis. uh, But it's great if you can like, share, or if you'd like to go to uh, Patreon or PayPal and give us a donation. Thank you. See you next week. Bye.